Hello there, and welcome to the Sarlacc Pod. I'm your host, Brandon Kalos, and this is a Star Wars podcast. What is up, everybody? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to contain myself for this episode. I, I, I don't even want to do the episode. I don't want to normally run down like I do. I just want to talk about the ending because I am freaking out uh when you know people were shown names were said and i freaked out uh i i I just sat there and and swore to myself silently as i walked around the house because i didn't know what to do i didn't know how to react and i was watching it with my five-year-old son and he just he couldn't understand what i was doing and to be honest it, it took everything i had not to freak out and scream because quite frankly the cops would have been called that is how excited i've been and, I mean, obviously you've watched the episode if you're listening to this and you know exactly who I'm talking about. And uh, if you are a regular listener, then you know all that. I am the biggest <laughs> fan in the universe. I'm freaking out right now. It, it's it's 3 in the morning, but I, I, I can't sleep. I just want to talk to you guys and put this podcast out. I am just pumped full of G Fuel and, and coffee, and I'm ready to go. But I'm going to try to contain myself, and uh, we're going to do the episode like we normally do. And at the end, we will talk about things that are going on so this episode was directed by bryce dallas howard she also did episode four in season one sanctuary uh she just she knows how to direct it she knows how to direct she's phenomenal i mean it's in her it's in her blood her her father ron howard is one of the greatest directors of all time he also directed star wars or uh, solo and yeah she awesome job the actors that we are going to see uh is misty roses from last episode she plays frog lady we're going to see sasha banks wwe star which i am also a giant big uh wwe fan her i guess her i guess her real name is mercedes varnado and that's who she's credited as but it's it's sasha banks we also get to see simon cassianides cassianides he plays axe wolves he is also a mandalorian that we see uh giancarlo esposito is Gideon we uh, of course know who he is and the one thing that I'm really happy about and I think this is all you know Dave Filoni uh but Dave Filoni casts Katie Sackov as Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars and Rebels and it was awesome to see her in this episode playing the character that she voiced for so many years and I I know that's all Dave Filoni and I really like to see that and as soon as she as soon as soon as she flew onto the fishing boat, I, I I got I freaked out again because I immediately knew who it was based on the way her helmet looked and is it, it's fun. I I think I'm trying to look back now. I, I can't remember exactly, but I think this is the first character that we have seen before. Um, you know, with the exception of Boba Fett, I'm still not a hundred bricks. 100% convinced that was Boba Fett at the end of the uh, at the end of chapter 9. We've also got to see R5, but as far as main characters, this is the first familiar face we have seen. So it's really it's really cool to get to see Katie Sackhoff, you know, continue to be Bo-Katan. As you all know, we like to do a little bit of trivia where I pick out a topic and I read straight from Wikipedia and today we're going to be talking about the Night Owls and the Death Watch. We're going to be talking about both of those cuz they played a really big role. It helped me figure out something. I've been I've been rewatching season 1 with my wife and uh it, it 
cleared up a couple answers for me, and that was that was really cool. So this episode opens up with Razorcrest limping into Trask, and uh, the landing gear isn't responding. So he has just enough fuel to touch down, which he does. He burns up on reentry and then sets down on, I guess, the port, and then falls into the ocean. He had to be craned out of there but all three of them are safe and uh mando is no stranger to finding the first mechanic he sees on a landing port and throw him some money and say hey fix this we he did it with paley Motts and mos eisley but this is the first look we get to see uh of sasha bank she's kind of looking off into the distance kind of watching our mandalorian we get to see Frog Lady finally reunite with her husband, and that was just a, a really fun, cool part of the episode. That uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad she's safe. I'm glad he's safe, and they get to start a new life. But anyway, uh, you get the feeling that Trask is kind of just an all-water planet. You see Mon Calamari, a bunch of Corrin, and obviously Mr. and Mrs. Frog. So you just get that. I don't really know if we've ever seen Trask before or ever been talked about, but I'm assuming it's just like full-on water planet, like Camino. So anyway, Yoda is fondly looking at his delicious eggs, and uh, Mando's like, okay, let's go get some food. So they go to the restaurant, and he immediately starts asking about information for of more Mandalorians, and we see our, uh, our Mon Calamari who works at the restaurant. And I'm sorry, if you don't look at a Calamari and just imagine, it just immediately think, it's a trap, then you're, you're not a Star Wars fan. Anyway, our calamari goes and finds a corn. Our corn is a fisherman, and he's like, yeah, I'll take you to him, but you got to go on my boat. And uh, the next scene is, to be honest, really kind of strange. And uh, maybe not in the way you think, but when you think of Star Wars, you just think of, you know, starships and speeders and gunships and, and space. You don't really think of fishing boats on the seas like you're watching an episode of deadliest catch and it, it's kind of the question i asked a couple episodes ago I, I i obviously assume there's ammunition stores and gun stores in the galaxy but you just don't think about it obviously there's going to be people making a living in the star wars galaxy but you just don't it's just weird to see oh yeah there's actually people who own fishing boats and fish for a living in the star wars universe and it's really weird to see, but I mean, I, I digress. And as I said earlier, Mando's no stranger to paying someone to fix a ship. He is also no stranger of having somebody want him dead or wanting baby Yoda dead. And that was no exception for these fishermen. However, they didn't want him dead for bounty. They wanted him dead for his Baskar armor. Obviously, we know it's worth a ton of money and the Corrin wanted it. So they've asked him if he's ever seen a Mama Cor feeding and of course he hasn't so they're like okay let's let's watch him we haven't fed her all day and uh, when they open the grate they push baby yoda in luckily he is in his baby carriage which mando was able to close in time and of course he jumps in after because the mama core swallows it uh they try to stab him and everything and, and he's trying to fight back but he can't really do much because the water's filling up and he's almost drowning and that's when we see our three mandalorian kind of fly in and land on the boat and save them basically shoot everybody and uh that's immediately when you that's when we see Bo-Katan and I immediately recognized her and anyway when Mando sees that they're wearing the armor but then they take it off he immediately is like okay where'd you get the armor you're not real Mandalorian and this is where like I said I've been watching season one again with my wife and something clears up because I'm like you know we've seen Mandalorians take off their helmets before 
uh, we see it in Rebels, we see it in, in, in the Clone Wars. Why doesn't he? What is, what is, where did he learn this? So when they took off their helmets, they're like, yeah, we're, we're Mandalorians, we can take off our helmets. And then they figure out they, they, they figure out that, oh, he's actually part of the Watch. Which, again, being the giant Clone Wars fan that I am, hearing the Death Watch, hearing someone mention that just really got me excited and really got me into this episode. So then you start realizing that, oh, it's the Death Watch who have all these ancient and ancestral, you know, rules and, and, and beliefs that they can't remove their helmets. Actual Mandalorians can, but... And, and if you remember at the... I think it's the season finale when Cara Dune was like, oh, Mandalorian's not a race, it's a it's a creed. You're like, no, Mandalore is a race. We've seen the planet, we've seen... Uh, Duchess Satine rule the over the planet. You know, we talk, we hear Sabine talk about her all the time. We know Mandalore is a race, uh, so that was a little confusing to me. But now this got cleared up that, like, yeah, Mandalore is a race, but also, oh, the Death Watch is the Creed. So it was cool to get that cleared up. But anyway, he he still doesn't really trust him, so he flies away to the port. And when when he gets to the port, we have another Corrin, uh, surround, some Corrin surrounding him, and, and said, "Hey, you, you killed my brother." And the brother was a fisherman. And Mando's like, "Uh, not again." And of course, our uh, Mandalorian, our night owls, come and save him again. She's like, "Nah." Bo Katan's like, "No, nah, I, I killed your brother." So anyway, they take care of business and yet again save him again. So Din is like, all right, I'll I'll trust you guys. What do you what do you gotta say? So they go and eat, and they talk about how Trask is basically just used for smugglers, and they uh, steal weapons from them, and and they're trying to get them back. So they say that you know we'll give you the information if you help us take what's rightfully ours. So of course he agrees, and as they are you know watching, and they figure out that they need to take over the whole ship, and he's you know. He does it, of course, because he's the hero. And before we do that, he goes and takes Yoda to Mr. and Mrs. Frog and uh, asks if he can watch him. Of course they do. I talked to last episode of dad things because Mando's becoming such a dad, and I just love how he's like, hey, mind your manners, which is something I tell my son every time I drop him off somewhere. Anyway, all four of our Mandalorians fly up into the ship, and they wreak havoc and, and kill stormtroopers and, you know, uh, we we know that it's not hard to kill stormtroopers, but they they get in, they get their weapons that they need. But it was funny while they were going in there, you could hear uh, the the two pilots and the captain listening on the over the comm link and just their faces as they're realizing slowly that they're screwed and they're not going to make us out of the live. It was really really fun and really actually well acted out. I thought they did a really good job. But when they get the weapons, they tell Mando that, no, we're going to take the whole ship. And, of course, he, he was like, no, I'm not helping you take the entire ship. And they're like, well, you, you kind of have to. You're here now. If you want your information, you're going to help us steal the ship. As the captain and the two pilots realize they're screwed, they kind of get they get Gideon on the comm link. And, and Gideon basically tells them that they're on their own and you know what to do. So the captain kills both pilots and then starts taking the ship to the ground as if, you know, to commit suicide and kill everybody with him because he can't he can't be captured. But our heroes do end up getting in the cockpit. Uh they start asking the captain where the dark saber is and he kind of tells her, you know, if you're if you're asking, you know exactly who has it. Bo-Katan says, you know, you're going to you're going to take me to him and I'm going to let you live. If you want to live, I'm gonna, you're going to take me to him and he said, "Yeah, you'll let me live, but he won't." And he ends up killing himself and I don't know how he kills himself. He bites down on something, or, or he's got something in him that shocks him dead. And 
he uh, he kills himself to to knock in because he knows that you know Gideon's gonna torture him and and make it make his death a lot harder than if he just offs himself so they have the weapons they have the ship and mando you know said deals over tell me my information i'm out of here and of course they you know said if they if he needs anything help him and this is the moment where i started freaking out because they told him to take the child to corvus and find ahsoka tano it was at this moment where I started to freak out. I started to get up and pace around the house like a madman. And uh, I just, I, I hardly even concentrate on the end of the episode because I was just like, oh my gosh, it's, it's here. We know she was cast. We know there was rumors. But to actually hear her voice and get to possibly see her in live action in the next episode, I can't, I couldn't even contain myself. We'll, we're going to hold back, hold on the pump the brakes right now. We're going to, we're going to finish up what I want to talk about. It was really fun seeing Mando go pick up Baby Yoda and, and the frog hatched. And it was funny he goes from wanting to eat the eggs, but then actually seeing the baby, and he's like, "Okay, now I'm now I'm I've got a friend here, and I don't want to leave it." And as they're leaving, Mando's like, "No, I've got enough pets." Again, something I would I would tell my son. Anyway, we get to back to Razor Crest, and it is fixed, but it is fixed how a calamari would fix it. It basically just looks like an old shipping boat. But it flies, it jumps into hyperspace, which must feel very good because the whole last episode he wasn't able to fly uh, through hyperspace. And that is the end of the episode. So we're going to see Ahsoka in the next episode, presumably. And I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know I sound like a crazy person on a microphone just talking about how much I love Ahsoka, but really just... This goes to show you why I started the podcast in the first place, the the, the way I feel. Uh, if you listen to my first episode, I talked about how at the end of Rebels, when Ahsoka comes back to get Sabine so they can go find Ezra, that's the moment where I was like, yeah, I, I need to start a podcast. This is something I want to do. This is something I want to share with the world. I, this is this is my life. And that's why I love so much about Star Wars is this, it makes me feel like this it makes me feel so happy that I can just have something I'm so passionate about and share with you guys and and that's the reason I wanted to start this because I wanted to connect with you guys and have you guys as as excited as me and you guys connect with me and maybe have you on the podcast and talk about it but that's what being a fan of something is all about getting that excited for something having the ups and downs of something whether you're a fan of sports or a fan of Star Wars or whatever it is, you know, I'm a huge Braves fan and and having the low of them losing in Game 7 this year, but then again the high of Freddie Freeman winning the MVP, you know, that's what that's what being a fan of something is all about. You know, you're so happy for maybe let down by a, a Star Wars movie or or so happy something is just hearing a name. That is what makes Star Wars and just being a fan of something so special to me. Just, I don't think I'm really coming across on how actually happy I am to you guys. Just, there's no words that contain how excited I am. I'm just, I'm ecstatic. I, I, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. I'm just, but that, uh, that's what being a fan is all about. And I love it. Now, as we get into Easter eggs, obviously the first Easter egg is going to be Ahsoka. I, that's how I wrote it down in my notes. <laughs> And then uh, we get a Darksaber reference. We obviously know what the Darksaber is. Um, Mon Calamari, which we've seen before. It's a trap. You know, I talked about that earlier. I also noticed that he pays 
for the chowder with the credits, uh, the Mon Calamari credits, which he took in episode one, clear back in season one. When they close the cockpit doors in the ship that they were stealing, that is the sound of Anakin's boosters on his pod racer. When they are talking about how they're going to steal the ship, uh, Axe, one of the Mandalorians, said, yeah, troopers can't hit, hit the side of a bantha. So we have a horrible shooting stormtrooper joke. We get to see Corrin in this episode, and if you remember, in the very first episode of Mandalorian, Mando cuts a corn in half with the door of the bar. One thing is cool, going back to the first episode of season one, Mando even references that the Empire is gone. Uh, I can't remember when he says it or the context behind it, but in this episode, we have Gideon and then the captain of the ship say, long live the Empire, so obviously the Empire is there and, and Mando doesn't know it yet. Obviously, the Death Watch and the Night Owls, we're going to talk about that on Wikipedia. Also, when Bo-Katan takes her helmet off, it sounds like Vader taking his helmet off. And I think that is it for all the Easter eggs. Um, so I think I've talked about this before, but when I when I when I watch an episode, I watch it two or three times, and I try to find all the Easter eggs that I can. And then if I think I am stumped, I go and look online to see if there was any I missed. And I'm proud to report for the third week in a row, I have more Easter eggs that I have found than any of the websites that I've seen. So that's that's really kind of braggy of me but it's like yeah i i that's a, i'm a big star wars nerd yeah and then jumping right into our wikipedia segment we're gonna be talking about the night owls and the death watch so we're gonna lead off with the death watch and uh there's two notable leaders of the death watch and those pre vizsla and then maul after he kills and takes the dark saber from pre vizsla and again, reading straight from Wikipedia, it says the Death Watch was a Mandalorian splinter group that opposed the pacifistic government of Mandalore, led by Duchess Satine Kreis, or Kreese. During the Clone Wars, after she fell, after failed attempts of taking over Mandalore, they became part of Maul's Shadow Collective, which successively took control of the planet during the war. However, a struggle in maintaining power formed between the two former allies Mandalore Previsla and the Shadow Collective's leader Maul, ultimately resulting in Vizsla's death Maul's rise to, and Maul's rise to power, and the separation of the Death Watch into the Mandalore Resistance, which was led by Bo-Katan and Maul Mandalore Super Commandos. So uh, Bo-Katan is, I think it's Satine's sister, if I remember that right, or there's some sort of relationship there. Uh, and this episode was called The Heiress, and obviously, if, you know, if, if Satine was the Duchess of Mandalore, then her sister would obviously be rightful heiress to Mandalore. By the way, if you haven't watched Clone Wars, you need to go and find the episode where Maul and Pre Vizsla fight. You need to go watch the Maul episodes of, of the Clone Wars because they are amazing. And then jumping in right into the Night Owls. Uh, the Night Owls were an elite Mandalorian unit made up of female warrior warriors led by Bo-Katan. When Bo-Katan joined Death Watch, the Night Owls sided with the group and with its leader, Pre Vizsla. After Maul killed Vizsla in battle and proclaimed him, uh, himself the new leader of the Death Watch, the Night Owls split into two, the members siding with either Maul or Bo-Katan. These who joined Bo-Katan became part of the Mandalore Resistance and fought against Maul's Shadow Collective and his Maul Super Commandos. Even after attempting to free Bo-Katan's sister, the former Duchess Satine of Mandalore, whom they had formerly opposed due 
uh, to her pacifist idea. And of course, we uh, see Satine die, which sucked. So there's just a tiny sliver of trivia. If you want to go read, just go check on Wikipedia because the Night Owl section isn't as long, but Death Watch goes on for pages and pages. So if you're going to go look up that, it's it's really interesting. And again, something that I have loved about making this podcast is just me reading more and more information. I've learned more about Star Wars this past month or so than I think I have in, in the entire time of just watching Star Wars on my own. So my thoughts on this episode, uh, obviously it was phenomenal because of Ahsoka and, you know, it could have just been one second of them saying, you know, go, go to this planet and find Ahsoka. And then the episode ends, it would have been the perfect episode. Again, Baskar is amazing. I've talked about this before, but when he, uh, when he is setting the thermal detonator, detonator, detonator charges, he is just running at the stormtroopers and they're shooting him and it, it's doing absolutely nothing to the Baskar and it's. Man, I gotta get me some of that. The other thing that I need in my life is an ADAT crane. The crane that pulls the Razor Crest out of the water is an ADAT's legs with a crane on top. And I need one of those. Or I need to see more of that in Star Wars. It was funny seeing uh, our little baby Yoda not get attacked by not one, but two squids in this episode. So he has super bad luck with those. That was really funny. Again, the subtle humor in this series is perfect. And again, I already mentioned this, but I, I love to see Katie Sackhoff continue to be Bo-Katan. I love that. And lastly, I like that they didn't just throw away Mr. and Mrs. Frog. You know, okay, they met. Now we're not going to see him again. I love that he trusted her enough to to drop Baby Yoda off with them. I thought that was I thought that was really cool. You know, at the start of the episode. We just didn't see him, you know, go and leave and never see again. I, I, it's fun that he brought him back, so they got to be in the entire episode. And then ending this episode with questions that I have. So, at the end of Rebels, Ahsoka comes back, all of the war and fighting is done. The Empire has fallen, you know, they've all done their, they've all done their jobs, and Ahsoka goes back to Sabine, and they presumably go at least i took it as they were going to go off and find ezra because i believe and they believe that ezra is not dead so the questions i have is sabine going to be with ahsoka we know she has been cast at least we have rumors of her being cast is ezra with them did they find him uh is she going to be the only jedi is there going to be more jedi is she kind of like the luke skywalker and being the last jedi and starting to you know train more and more is she doing that and the last question i have is how did gideon get the dark saber that is never answered in anything and i've you know read articles and i've seen uh, i've read a lot of articles of people guessing how he got it but i would love to see that question answered as well but anyway i hope i didn't come off as just a big weirdo obsessive fanboy because i'm just freaking out about ahsoka but really again this is why i love star wars so much is that i do get so excited and it just does make me feel so happy inside and i hope that comes across to you guys i hope it comes off genuine and not me just trying to play a character for you i am genuinely so excited and you know can't even function just because of a character that I have loved for many, many years. I get to see her next week, and I'm just so 
pumped about it. And like I said, I just I know I rambled on and on about how I love Star Wars, but it really is my passion. And I hope that comes across to you guys. And I really hope that I can connect with you guys in the future, um, no matter who you are. If you if you want to talk more, you can message me on the podcast Twitter or my personal Twitter. All those will be in the links below. The uh, the the Twitter podcast is at the Sarlacc Pod or at Sarlacc Pod, one of the two. I can't remember if there's a the in there or not. And then if my personal Twitter is at Kalos the Brave. And again, if you want to connect with me, I always want more friends. I always want more people to talk Star Wars with. And while we're schlepping on my stuff, uh, even though there's no content up, I am making a YouTube channel. Uh, and I don't remember if it's Brandon Kalos or Kalos the Brave. So uh, either way, that'll be in the description below. I don't have anything edited, or I don't have anything posted yet, but I do have things edited. I'm just waiting for the right time to post them. I'm also in the process of editing my Galaxy's Edge Disneyland uh, episode of YouTube that I filmed uh, about a year ago that I have yet to post. But I, I think I did a really good job filming, and I, I also filmed about a 20-minute segment of me building my lightsaber if you want to go check out that um, definitely do so subscribe and then stay tuned but without further ado i will see you in the next episode i don't know if i'll be able to sit down long enough and uh i don't even know if we're gonna see ahsoka um, there might be a filler episode or two in there so yeah next week you probably are going to listen to an entire podcast with a 30 year old man crying who knows? I'm making a fool of myself in this episode, and I really don't care because I am that excited. I hope all of you have a great week, a great weekend, safe. It is a crazy world out there, no matter what side you believe, the Empire or the Resistance. I'm going to let you choose who is who, but stay safe out there. I really do mean that, and I really do care about each and every one of you who take the time out of your busy schedules to listen to me fan out over Star Wars. I really do appreciate it. Stay tuned, guys. See you in the next one. Bye.